Positive vibes only on today's show. Okay, positive affirmation time. We're gonna be so funny. But we're still feeling a little insecure. Isla? Is that me? Oh, shit! Throwback me! I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, October 22nd through Sunday, October 24th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Authorities are investigating what happened on the Santa Fe, New Mexico set of the upcoming Alec Baldwin Western Rust, where the star on Thursday misfired a prop gun that killed the cinematographer, 42-year-old Helena Hutchins, and injured the director, 48-year-old Joel Souza. A spokesperson for the production told People, quote, There was an accident today on the New Mexico set of Rust involving the misfire of a prop gun with blanks. Production has been halted for the time being. The safety of our cast and crew remains top priority. Authorities are currently investigating what type of projectile was discharged from the prop gun and how the incident occurred. As of Thursday night, no charges have been filed and witnesses are continuing to be interviewed by police. In case you were wondering about the upcoming Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon and how it might compare to the original series, co-showrunner Miguel Sapochnik has offered a little insight. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, he says it will have a different tone, explaining, quote, I think we were very respectful of what the original show is. It wasn't broken, so we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. House of the Dragon has its own tone that will evolve and emerge over the course of the show. But first, it's very important to pay respects and homage to the original series, which was pretty groundbreaking. We're standing on the shoulders of that show, and we're only here because of that show. That said, Sapochnik, who directed a few Game of Thrones episodes and is behind the new Tom Hanks movie Finch, added, quote, This is something else and should be something else. It's a very different crew, different people, different tone. Hopefully it will be seen as something else. But it will have to earn that. It won't happen overnight. Hopefully fans will enjoy it for the thing that it is. But fans will have a while yet to find out. The series is expected to debut sometime in 2022. Why so serious, Kristen Stewart? The Spencer star has responded to the suggestion by many on social media that she should play the Joker. She gave her take on the campaign in an interview with Variety's Clayton Davis. Have a listen. I mean, I love the energy behind that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, dude, it's really been done so well. You know? But I not by like Kristen Stewart. Uh, but I mean, I love, I love that gusto. Let's figure something else out. You know what I mean? I'm totally down to play like a freaky, you know, scary person. But, but not, but not the Joker. Well, not no, but like n not the most stoked I've ever been. No, let's do okay. something new. Gotta respect that. Meantime, you can see her in Spencer when that movie, where she plays Princess Diana, opens November 5th. Be sure to pick up our November issue where she adorns the cover. Sarah Jessica Parker was pictured getting close, like really close, with John Tenney on the New York set of the Sex and the City revival and just like that this week. The two were captured by snappers leaning in for what sure looks like a kiss, possibly in front of Carrie Bradshaw's famous brownstone. No word from HBO on who Tenney's playing. The cozy-looking pair are certainly piquing the interest of fans who are wondering what's happening in the scene. Is it a dream sequence? Are things not okay for Carrie and Mr. Big? 
We will certainly learn more when the series debuts this December. You can check out that photo at EW.com, which of course is where you can find other news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. Well, folks, we have arrived at this weekend's picks, starting with number five, the new Apple TV Plus series, Invasion, an ambitious sci-fi drama co-created by X-Men franchise veteran Simon Kinberg. The series follows an alien invasion through different perspectives around the world on multiple continents. The international cast includes Jurassic Park's Sam Neill as a small-town sheriff, standout indie star Golshifta Farahani as a Long Island mother of two, Winona Earp actor Shamir Anderson as a U.S. soldier based in the Middle East, and The Outsiders' Shiori Kutsuna as a member of a Japanese space force, trying to figure out why the astronauts on her team mysteriously died in a shuttle explosion. But what about those aliens? Well, honestly, they might be the least interesting part of the show, which is not a dig at all. Invasion is much more about how these individuals respond to a slew of catastrophic situations and their shared sense of, well, alienation. Here's a preview. We now believe these incidents are not unrelated, but in fact, connected. What is being visited upon our Earth is not of our Earth. Listen to me. You're leaving now. That's my car! I'm keeping us safe. Safe from what? Your squad was lost in an encounter. Was that your only encounter? No. All right, yeah, the aliens are still a big part of the show. The invasion has already begun. You can stream the first three episodes on Apple TV Plus right now. Now let's unlock our number four pick, Netflix's Lock and Key. The adaptation of the beloved comic is back for season two, and the Lock siblings, Tyler, Kinsey, and Bodie, are about to find themselves in danger once again. As revealed in the final minutes of season one, the scary being known as Dodge has taken on the form of Kenzie's boyfriend, Gabe, and is happily plotting their next move. Now, with Kenzie still unaware she's dating her family's worst enemy, she and her brothers will unlock more family secrets as they dig deeper into the power and mystery of the magical keys. Here's a preview. You would tell me, wouldn't you, if there was something going on? Just because we figured out a few of the keys, we think we know everything. We don't know everything, but we know that Dodge is gone. Why would you turn into someone like Gabe? Because no one's gonna suspect him of being anything more than a nerdy little kid who's fallen in love with Kinsey. Do you understand? Good. Well, not so good for the locks. You can see how the cliffhanger resolves and what happens next right now. Season two of Lock and Key is streaming on Netflix. 
Speaking of cliffhangers, we got yet another massive one from Big Sky last night. You can catch up with the show on Hulu if you missed an episode, and be sure to check out our postmortem with star Catherine Winnick at EW.com. Of course, we couldn't let Winnick go without also asking her, what you watching? Right now I'm watching Squid Games. I'm on episode five, and I... Um excited to to finish watching it. I think the characters are really diverse and complex and such a fresh idea. Um, and I can't stop thinking about it, so it makes me want to watch tomorrow. Ah, another one caught in the tentacles of Squid Game. As you've no doubt heard, you can find that show streaming on Netflix. And you can catch new episodes of Big Sky Thursdays at 10 p.m. on ABC. Number Now, let's sketch out our number three pick for this weekend, Saturday Night Live. Fresh off of Ted Lasso Season 2 and that show's big wins at the Emmys, Jason Sudeikis is returning to SNL for his first time as host, if you can believe it, with musical guest Brandi Carlisle. It's anyone's guess what familiar characters the longtime cast member will resurrect for the show. Perhaps his Joe Biden impression or the what up with that background dancer. And some of my colleagues are pulling for a sequel to 2009's potato chip sketch. Though, what would that be without Will Forte on board? In any case, here's the promo for this week's episode. Hi, I'm Jason Sudeikis, and I'm hosting SNL This Week with Brandi Carlisle. It's going to be spooky. It's going to be scary. It's going to have some laughs. And if we do things right, we just might learn a little something about ourselves along the way. Or not. Hey, I'm Jason Sudeikis, and I'm hosting SNL This Week with Brandy Carlisle. Hey, uh, Jace, you get a chance to look at that sketch I sent you. Well, the one with the loaf of sourdough that coaches Manchester United? Brad Lasso. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, Brandy and I were actually just talking about that one. It's terrible. Real awful stuff, man. I told you to go with Shed Lasso. Yeah, how would a shed coach soccer? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense there, Chloe. <laughs> Shed Lasso. That's really good, actually. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason Sudeikis. I'm hosting SNL this week with Brandy Carlisle. Okay, positive affirmation time. We're gonna kill it. We're gonna be so funny. You are the best host ever. You're the best musical guest ever. Now manifest it. Very Ted Lasso of him, of course. SNL airs live from New York Saturday at 11:30 p.m. Eastern, 8:30 p.m. Pacific on NBC. It's trivia time. Jason Sudeikis once made a hidden cameo on what blockbuster TV show? Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, or The Queen's Gambit? Stick around for the answer and our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. 
Before the break, we were talking about Saturday Night Live. Let's return to that for just a moment, because one of the highlights of last week's episode was provided yet again by Bowen Yang, playing a proud gay Oompa Loompa reacting to that photo that was released of Timothy Chalamet's Willy Wonka. The Weekend Update sketch gives us our soundbite of the week. Okay, point blank, the man doesn't know how to make chocolate, okay? He doesn't. He's an ideas man who's never touched a machine. He just tumbles into the inventing room and says something like, oh, what about a gumdrop that makes children dream silly dreams? And it's like, yeah, bitch, what about it? <laughs> Meanwhile, we're up all night rehearsing the little song and dance we do when a child dies. <laughs> the whole thing is sick. You know, it's funny because it's true. He's not wrong at all. Be sure to check out that full sketch if you haven't. It's so good and a very worthy successor to Yang's iceberg bit from earlier this year. And if you need to catch up, you can find full episodes of SNL streaming on Peacock. Number two. Now, we're low-key excited to share our hella great number two pick, Insecure, the groundbreaking HBO comedy, is coming to an end after this fifth and final season, which will see Issa, Molly, and Lawrence evaluate their relationships, both new and old, in an effort to figure out who and what comes with them in this next phase of their lives. And they have a lot to think about. Season 4 left off with Molly and Issa finally talking about their issues after spending most of the season on the outs, while Lawrence received a job offer in San Francisco and, more importantly, found out his ex-girlfriend Condola was pregnant with his child, throwing a wrench in his rekindled romance with Issa. And the final season, ultimately, aims to answer one question. Will they be okay? Here's a preview. How long did it take for you and Tim to get back back? We were fake back before we were back back. Child, the jokes I laughed at that weren't even funny. She was parched. Like a shriveled up prune. Ha <laughs> Prune! It's a lifelong journey, girl. Get it, bro. I thought this panel was gonna make me feel like somebody, but all it did was remind me of where I'm not. Patty cake, patty cake, get your man. Everything is out of my control. He never lived. I don't control where I go. No, I don't want to take you and your friends to Palm Springs. It's Tuesday. Have you had something to eat today? No. Uh, it is going to be so hard to say goodbye to this show, but at least we get 10 final episodes with these characters first. Here are stars Issa Rae, Yvonne Orji, and Jay Ellis from EW's digital cover shoot weighing in on where their characters are at the start of season five. We saw Issa and Molly sit down at the end of four and finally have a come to Jesus moment and figuring out where the relationship actually goes from here, if there is one left. I think anytime you have a riff, it's always kind of like this balancing act of like, we good? Or like, what that mean? Like yeah. your every word or every movement feels like something that needs to be processed or analyzed. Yeah, and you're never really quite the same. The first cut is the Issa and Lawrence got to this really, really great place. Yeah. And are you really gonna let one baby stop a show? I mean, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a kid. It's a whole nother thing. Dang. 
How many babies stop a show? <laughs> yeah, how many? Yeah, like, <laughs> two, when is it? Two, exactly. Are you going to give him a number and tell him what the number is? Be sure to check out our digital cover story at EW.com for more from those three. And be sure to catch the final season premiere of Insecure Sunday at 10 p.m. on HBO or streaming on HBO Max. And now let's journey into the desert to find our number one pick. Actually, I already know what it is. It's Dune. Director Denis Villeneuve's long-awaited adaptation of the classic sci-fi novel is finally here after years of development and seemingly even longer pandemic delays. Dune's story is famously complex, so we'll try to make this quick. The film tells the story of Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, the only son of a noble family that now finds itself put in charge of the desert planet Arrakis, home of the valuable mind-enhancing spice Melange. As if the blazing sun and suffocating sand weren't enough, Paul and his family must also reckon with a rival clan, try to understand the strange culture of the Arrakis natives known as Fremen, and also avoid those pesky sandworms. Got all that? Here's a bit of the trailer. We are House Atreides. There is no call we do not answer. There is no faith that we betray. Smile, Gurney. I am smiling. The Emperor asks us to bring peace to Arrakis. House Atreides accepts! I know you. There's only a way of hanging my mind. You need to face your fears. Come with me. Besides Chalamet, that all-star cast you just heard also includes Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin, Rebecca Ferguson, Dave Bautista, Javier Bardem, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Stellan Skarsgård, and Zendaya. Talk about seeing stars. And they all assembled for EW's Around the Table to discuss making the sci-fi epic with the conversation moderated by Cynthia Erivo. Here's Chalamet. As I'm sure we'll all talk about, there seem to be a million reasons to, to want to do it. Most importantly, to work with Denis, get to work on this book that has a crazy source material and a crazy devoted fan base. But then uh, to get to work with everyone here, just a huge dream come true. Nice. And, and did you feel like uh, your role was almost uh, knitted for you in a way? And, and when you met the role at, in, in the film, you felt like it was connected? Yeah, yes and no. Thankfully, I'm not on a jihad across the universe. Right. But, but I did feel, you know, certain pressure taking this material on. And, but sometimes, as we all know here, your feeling on set can bleed into the role. And once more, I felt hugely lucky working with Rebecca and Oscar the most, but then also with, you know, Josh when Zendaya came too, and just a huge support from everyone. I feel like we were all just trying to do as good a job as possible. But it's easy with Denis because he's so... He's so uh, joyous about his own work. I'm looking at Josh, because you two on set are, are something else. It's <laughs> the only reason he has me there. Nothing to do with character. He just wants me there as a buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's moral support. support. Are you in this one? No. Okay. <laughs> that is a really fun conversation. Be sure to check out the full video at EW.com. And Dune is finally playing in theaters and available to stream on HBO Max. Though, trust us when we say you might want a big screen and surround sound to get the full impact of this movie. Trivia. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Jason Sudeikis once made a hidden cameo on what blockbuster TV show? 
Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, or The Queen's Gambit? Here's the world's most obvious hint. It involved getting to punch Baby Yoda. Yep, the answer is The Mandalorian. Sudeikis and Adam Pally showed up as scout troopers in the season one finale of the Disney Plus series. Surely they'll have their own spinoff any day now. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. This episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.